Hey there, friend. It's Clarissa, founder of Blossoming Fertility and the host of the Fertility Friends podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, I know the path to motherhood isn't always easy, and you don't have to go through it alone. After experiencing my own fertility challenges, I discovered a passion for helping other women because I believe that everyone's fertility journey is unique and beautiful in its own way. As your new fertility friend, I'm here to support you through the tough times, to encourage you to keep going, and to restore your belief in your body's ability to get and stay pregnant. Grab your cup of tea, get cozy, and join me here each week for education, heartfelt conversations that'll warm your soul, and inspiring stories to help you feel seen and understood along the way. Listen in, because this one's for you, my friend. Welcome back to the Fertility Friend Podcast. This is episode number seven, our conception story. So today I'm going to be going behind the scenes and sharing details about the months leading up to conceiving our daughter. Now, if you haven't listened to episode number one and number two of the podcast, make sure you go back and tune into those first, because that's where I'm sharing the actual details of our fertility journey up until this point. So it'll just help to give you some context and then also get a feel for the challenges that we faced along the way. So I'll link both of those below in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to those. Um, So let's get into it because I'm really excited to share this part of our story with you today. So just to recap, um, prior to this, right, I had just gone through my year of healing. And up until this point, I was doing doing a lot, right? I was learning about my body. I was taking supplements, tracking my cycle, eating nourishing foods, meditating. I was taking a bunch of courses. I set a lot of boundaries at work. I started a business, right? And started to pursue my passion and fertility. And uh, just really finding joy was a common theme around this time. So up until this point, again, doing a lot. And that was in December of 2021. So I'm sure most of you do this too, but at the end of each year, I like to really take some time to reflect on the year prior and then set intentions for the year ahead. Intentions, resolutions, whatever it is, I kind of do something different every year, but I just want to have maybe like a focus and set those intentions for the year ahead. So when I looked back on 2021, I will say that I was just really proud of myself and proud of how far I'd come in terms of my fertility journey. I think from a mentally and emotional standpoint, I was much, much more stable. Physically, I was healthy. I had more energy. Plus, I was just feeling really empowered about my cycle because I felt like for the first time in a very long time, I actually understood how my body worked. I also had better boundaries at work. I wasn't working long hours, 12-hour shifts, skipping lunches, that sort of thing. And throughout the day, I started to prioritize things that brought me joy and focused on pleasure and things that made me happy for once. So I also had a lot of peace, I guess I would say, about my fertility and just this unwavering wholehearted belief that I was on the cusp of getting pregnant. It's just, it's so hard to describe, but I had this clarity and almost renewed hope, I guess. And it was beyond just being optimistic. I think you can be optimistic and think like, oh yeah, it's going to happen for me. It's going to happen for me. But this was like this full body feeling and this confidence that, yeah, it's just a matter of time and my baby is going to be here soon. So Yeah, I'm not sure where that came from or how I got to that point. I mean, I guess it was just all of the work that I had been doing 
up until then, but I just, yeah, again, knew in my heart, in my soul that it was going to happen soon. So let's get back to the goal setting piece, right? That I was talking about earlier. Um, I had bought a new planner. I love getting new planners every year, uh, physical planners where I can actually write in things. And I started to write out my goals for the year for 2022. So I started off by selecting a word for the year and I did choose healing as my word. I knew I'd already come really far in my healing journey the year prior, or I guess that year, 2021, but I wanted to continue just feeling into what that meant to truly heal my mind, my body, my soul, and to be intentional with that still going forward. I didn't want to lose sight of all of that progress that I had made. And I just wanted to really deepen that healing. So that was my intention for the year and just setting that as my word of the year. So the planner that I had had different sections. There was a financial section, I think relationship section, business section, and then personal section. So under the personal goals section, one of the goals that I said was to become a mother and to get pregnant in 2022. So I knew that I don't know when it was going to happen. I didn't know what the time frame was going to be. I just knew that, you know what? Yeah, that's that's what I want. I want to get pregnant. I've done a lot of work up to this point. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling close to it. And this is my year. It's just felt like this is my year to get pregnant. So I actually want to read, I found the the planner and the actual, in, um, yeah, the pieces that I have written in the planner. So I want to read it to you because I feel like it's actually really cool. So I have it here with me. Um, so personal goal number one, this is what I wrote in December of 2021. I said, I want to be a mother and create my first super baby. This means becoming pregnant for the first time and caring to term to deliver my precious baby girl, Kerrigan Everly. Now the next section says why. So like, why do you want to achieve this personal goal? And then I said, I'm ready for motherhood and know in my heart that it's time to bring my baby girl into this world. I have so much love for her already and can't wait to hold her in my arms. And then lastly, the section uh, below that is how will I set up for success? So I said that I will be mindfully completing the trimester and cementing my belief. No more trying, quote unquote. This is my number one priority. And then I put a deadline for achieving this goal is 12-31-2022. So I thought that was really cool because I, again, just felt a lot of confidence that this is what I want. I'm, I'm done trying. I'm doing this. I am going to get pregnant. So it just felt like a shift in my mindset, I guess, that it's time. It's time to get serious. And um, some of the language in there, right? Like super baby and primester. I don't know if I've talked about that, but that came from the primester protocol with Dr. Cleopatra. So she has coined that term super baby, which essentially just means you having the healthiest, happiest, brightest, most adjusted, well-adjusted baby that you can possibly have from an epigenetic standpoint. And then the primester again is those three to four months before conception where you're actually priming your body. It's like that trimester zero, right? So, um, so yeah, I wrote that in my planner. And one other thing that this particular planner had you do is write out, um, one year from now where your life would be. So you write it in the present tense as if you're already living that vision, right? You're already living that lifestyle. So, um, this again was for January of 2022. Um, so I was saying, 
or well, I guess I wrote it. It actually says on here, 12, 28, 20, 21. So um, in a year from now, where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? And that sort of thing. So I want to read an, ex- an excerpt from that too, because again, I think it's really cool that I wrote this. Um, so yeah, so I put one year from now, so 12, 28, 2022, in one year, I will be 33 years old. I'll be living in Las Cruces, New Mexico in our current home. And at this point, I will be pregnant with our first child, our baby girl, Kerrigan Everly, who is due in January. She was conceived in April after our primester. Um, So I wrote a little bit more about my business and different things too. But at the end, I put one year from now, I'm curled up on the couch with Steve, rubbing my pregnant belly. We're dreaming about our future under the lights of the Christmas tree. I feel overwhelmed with joy and excitement. I also feel really grateful that I let go of my fears and created the life I envisioned. So I just want to read that and continue with the story and we'll go from there. (laughs) So that was really my vision, right? That's the vision that I set for my year and my manifestation, I guess you could say for what I desired and what I desired in my, my life. So from this point forward, it was time for me to take that aligned action and move towards that goal. So over the next four months, so January, February, March, and April, I primestered my heart out, I guess is the best way to describe it. So again, getting pregnant was my number one priority. So I focused on nourishing my body with the right foods, with hydrating properly, uh, prioritized movement in my body and meditating, doing things to reduce stress and making sure that I was incorporating things that brought joy to my life too. I prioritized rest and my self-care and again, my own pleasure and just finding things that brought me joy and made me happy. So I was also at this point working with a fertility coach one-on-one and and I've shared more about her in my last episode too, Nora Deborah. She is amazing. Uh, But we actually worked together to start more accurately tracking my cycle using the fertility awareness method. So I had done it on my own, just trying to piece things together, but having her expertise was so, so helpful because at that point too, my progesterone was still really low and my luteal phase was never more than 10 days. So of course it requires, pregnancy requires progesterone. And if you are actually going to get pregnant, you have to have enough progesterone to be able to sustain life and continue through gestation. Um, And then even with the luteal phase too, that's always a sign. If your luteal phase is short, it's probably that you have low progesterone. And so in order to get pregnant, you're you're needing usually around a 12 um, at minimum, but I think anywhere between 14 and um, longer for a luteal phase is considered more optimal for pregnancy. So I knew that going into it. And my focus was really to try to increase my progesterone and um, lengthen my luteal phase. So in order to do that, we focused on me eating more protein, incorporating more protein into my diets and making sure I got enough at each meal. I was also um, being more intentional about the supplements that I was taking too. I know I talked about that in the last episode, but I actually went through and detailed out my prenatals and compared them and made sure that I was taking the right amount of each thing too, with some blood testing that I had done as well. So that was helpful. Um, and then tried to increase my water intake too, because my peak cervical mucus, it was there, but it wasn't really, I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't like a lot. (laughs) I wanted it to feel more substantial, I guess. Um, It felt like it was just like a little bit each cycle and I wanted it to be more 
more obvious and just like, yes, like that is my peak cervical mucus. I've got a lot of it. Um, and I wanted to increase that sign. So increase my water intake and all that good stuff. So all in all throughout these four months, I was feeling really good. I felt like my old self again. I felt really energized. I felt just happy in general. And yeah, it was just a good, good time. Good time in my life, I guess you can say, especially coming out of a, at this point, basically a three-year fertility journey that was really challenging and really difficult for those first two years. So um, in April, we actually scheduled a trip down to Waco, Texas. So I'm not sure you probably don't realize this or know this, but I am quite literally obsessed with all things Fixer Upper, Magnolia, and Joanna Gaines. Just anything and everything that they do, I absolutely love. So for the past two years before this, we had actually participated in their annual marathon. And by that, I mean, we walked slash jogged the 5k version of the marathon. I'm not a runner. We did not run a marathon, but we had always signed up for the 5k race. And, um, I jogged, I, I can't even say I ran, <laughs> I jogged, um, as much as I could and then walked a big portion of it. So yeah, if you're a runner, kudos to you. That's awesome. That's just never been me. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, but yeah, but we try to go to Waco and visit the silos there at least once a year because I will say I just love it there. It's truly one of my happy places. I think if you know, you know, and if you're a fan, like you just get it, but there's just something in the air there that just makes me so happy. I love just all of the details and everything there is just incredible. So we rented an Airbnb and we drove down there at the end of April of 2022. And we were there for a few days. The The marathon was on a Saturday. So I think we went up a couple of days beforehand and then a couple of days after too, just to kind of have a, a tail on the trip. But we, per usual, when we go is we really just go shopping. We hang out at the silos for the majority of the day, um, eat the cupcakes there. I love the lavender lemon cupcake there. It's so delicious. Um, and we love the food trucks too. There's a particular one club sandwich that we always get, um, a rice bowl there. That's so, so, so good. But yeah, I think it was more just like, while we're there, I just take in the essence of the place. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just really beautiful. There's so much attention to detail and everything that they do and stuff like that just really brings me joy, really makes me happy. Everything is just so beautiful and I don't know. It's inspiring. I, every time I go, I just feel so inspired. So I absolutely love it. We had a great time on this trip. So, um, that Friday, the day before the race, we went and we picked up our packet and, um, I knew too, at this point that I was probably going to ovulate sometime soon, just based on my cervical mucus at that point. Um, and then my basal body temperatures too, I was kind of tracking things. So I knew I was on or around my fertile window, but of course wasn't able to confirm ovulation yet. So, um, the funny thing is though, is that, you know, we picked up the packet the day before getting ready for the race, all of that stuff. And the morning of the race, we just decided to skip it, which is crazy. I mean, we paid for it and everything. We picked up our packets. We picked up the, the little number, right. That you put on during the race. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We just were like, nah, I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't, I don't really want to. I'd rather sleep in. I'd rather just have this slow, lazy, long morning together and just like spend time with each other. So yeah, we, we missed out on that. Funny thing too, I'll mention this too, because I did kind of later regret it. 
But apparently at the finish line of this particular race, um, Joanna Gaines was actually handing out the medals at the end of it. And so I was so bummed once I found that out because then I missed out on that opportunity to meet her. But it's okay because as um, we'll get into, the story ends up working out a little bit. So, (laughs) but yeah, um, but yeah, it was just a long, lazy morning together. um, And we just opted to do what we felt like in the moment. And I will say that that was really the whole vibe and energy of our trip. We usually, when we travel to, we kind of just do whatever we feel like we don't have set times or structures or schedules. You know, sometimes we'll have a plan, a very loose plan of like, well, Hey, maybe we should go here for dinner. Maybe we should try to do this, but if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. We're definitely not, we're very spontaneous, I guess, travelers when it comes to the trips that we take and really just in life. I feel like we're like that in general, but, um, yeah, we were just kind of filling into what we wanted to do in the moment tapping into what felt good for my body, my soul, and just fueling it. So I will say that day, the day before, just during this whole trip, I felt really confident, really joyful, just really optimistic, um, even sexy. I was like, I felt sexy. I felt very feminine. Um, It just felt like a weight had been lifted off me. And I don't think it was just because we were on vacation. I really think it was more you know, just all of the work that I've been doing up to this point, I just felt so good about my body and so good about my mindset and feeling back to normal. And yeah, just things felt so, so good. So um, I will say too, for the past few cycles before this, we had sex multiple times during my fertile window. So this trip was no different from that standpoint. We were still sticking to that. Um, But even though, you know, we were having sex, this time just... I don't know. It felt different. And I don't mean this time that we had sex, but like this period, I guess this for a window, the cycle, whatever, I just felt very different. I felt, how can I describe it? Maybe like unleashed. I don't know. I felt very free because for the first time in a long time, I just had zero expectations of getting pregnant. And instead I was just doing what felt good in the moment, what I wanted, what I needed. And just fueling my soul, fueling my desires. So because I felt that way, I guess I really just honored my body. I honored my soul's desires. And I just felt really good. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but uh, yeah, I just, I felt good. So yeah, we ended up skipping the race, as I mentioned, and just enjoyed the rest of our trip. So we were relaxing, enjoying ourselves. And I remember that night, that Saturday night, um, we were watching shows Um, I think at that point we were watching Yellowstone, one of the old ones though. I forget the dates, like 18 something. I don't remember, but we were watching that show and Steve had gotten up to go to the restroom real quick. And I just kind of, I don't know, took in my surroundings, looked around at the Airbnb. I took a deep breath. I was just comfy, you know, feeling good, hanging out with him and just being there. I just felt this big sigh of relief and I, I cradled my arms in front of my chest and I looked down at them and I just pictured my baby girl in my arms. And in that moment, I even said it out loud. I told her that I loved her and that I was ready for her and that next year she would actually be here with us on our trip to Waco and that I was so excited for her to be here and to experience that with her. So 
yeah, I just had that sweet little moment that, I don't know, it just felt really good and felt really connected to her, I guess, and to her soul and just that desire of it's time, baby girl, it's time for you to be here. It's time for you to be here with me. So um, little did I know that was actually the day that I ended up ovulating in that cycle. So um, I'll touch on that more in a bit too. But after that, we came home from our trip, you know, continued on with life as usual. And it's hard to describe because I felt confident that we were going to get pregnant soon. But again, I did still release the outcome and detached from any timeline or expectation. So even though, you know, this cycle in particular felt really good and I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm in this feminine energy. I felt just really free, really alive this whole time, but I was still like, well, if I don't get pregnant, it's okay. It's okay if I don't. So I didn't put that added pressure on myself. I didn't have that expectation that I had maybe in prior years. So again, still felt really good and was just continuing on with things. So um, let's see. I, I know I will say that I, at this point, because of all the things that I had learned with Nora, I was just really excited about tracking my cycle and all of the things that I was learning. So of course, throughout all of that, I was sharing it with Steve, right? So he actually knew at this point where I was in my cycle, when my fertile window was. We actually had my tracker laid out on the kitchen table. And sometimes he'd either fill it in for me or remind me to fill it in because I'd forget. So um, we were both very aware of my cycle, of my um, fertile window periods and all of that when I got my period, uh, that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, going back, I know I had mentioned that my luteal phases were always 10 days or less. I had never really seen anything more than that. So this cycle, we got to the 11th day in my luteal phase. And I was so thrilled because that to me meant, okay, my cycle health is improving. My progesterone's getting better. And then I hit 12 days again, super excited, super happy about that. Then we hit 13 days. And so it was like, okay, this is great. Like, this is a really good cycle. That's awesome. And in my head, I kept thinking, okay, I want to continue with this. I want to make sure that, you know, for the next few cycles that I'm hitting this 10, 12, 13 day window, and that's going to help me get pregnant. And then by day 14, when I got to day 14 of my luteal phase, I was just like, okay. I, I knew deep down in my heart and my body and my soul that I was pregnant. I just, I just had this feeling. I just knew it, but I didn't say anything to Steve. I was just like kind of keeping it to myself, secretly excited, secretly, you know, wondering what was going to keep happening. And, um, day by day, we kind of just like kept looking at my cycle and it was like, okay, day 15, day 16, day 17, day 18, day 19. And then finally we got to day 20 and, it was like, whoa, okay. Like I'm on day 20 of my luteal phase. Like clearly I'm pregnant. I still haven't gotten my period. It's time to take a test. <laughs> so we ended up buying a test and I took it that night. And I think that was a Friday night. And I remember I came out of the bathroom to show Steve so that we could see the results together. And for the first time in three years, that test, that pregnancy test was positive. We both just looked at each other with gosh, like the biggest smiles and, oh, the joy was just like, uh, just, I don't know, powerful dating, right? In our, in our hearts. And we instantly hugged each other and kissed and it just felt so surreal, but also so certain, like 
certainty from, of course, we're pregnant, right? Of, of course, we're here. Of course, we're pregnant. It's time. It's been time. And it, but still so surreal because we had gone through so much before this and it took us so long to get to this point. So it was so bittersweet, but in a good way. <laughs> it's hard to describe, but I will say that that was one of the happiest days of my life for sure. So that was amazing. Um, I think the best part too, or something that really stood out to me and that felt just so cool was that I knew before taking the test, I was just so in tune with my body and the natural signs that it was giving me that I didn't need a test to tell me I was pregnant. I knew internally, I knew deep down that I was, and that was a really empowering feeling. That was a way that I just felt so connected to my body and to my baby. And that was really, just really magical. And I, I really wish that for so many women. I don't think we should have to wait to have a test to know and to confirm. I think, you know, that's a very external measure when in, in reality, internally, we have that ability to um, determine it and to figure it out on our own. So um, just wanted to share that too. Um, let's see. Okay. So that was Friday night. So we found out we were pregnant, which is super exciting. <laughs> and well, I shouldn't say that's when we found out. That's when we officially found out, right? And when we actually shared in the moment together. Uh, and it's funny too, because the next day on Saturday, I actually had an appointment with Nora, my fertility coach. And the first thing that we always did in our sessions together was review my cycle chart from the previous month or not even the month because we we're meeting weekly at this point. So it was just kind of like, okay, where are you at? Where are you at? Monitoring the temperatures, monitoring the cervical mucus, that kind of thing. And when she saw the chart, it was so hard. Like I couldn't hide it from her, right? It was like, okay, I'm on date at that point, 21 of my luteal phase. And she was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Day 21. <laughs> so I told her we took the test and that it was pregnant. Oh, and she was so excited for us too. And it was just really cool that she was technically the first person to find out because I mean, honestly, obviously I couldn't hide it from her, right? She was looking at my chart. It was very obvious that it was a pregnant chart. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. But I think I say all of this to say that when I looked back on this journey, on this whole period, right? This four month period uh, leading up to this point, I really truly manifested my pregnancy to the exact month, which is so wild to me. Because again, that was really more subconscious than anything because I wrote it out in my planner. I wrote out that vision of just saying, you know, in April, I'm going to read that little statement here again. Um, Cause yeah, it said our baby girl, Kerrigan Everly, who's due in January, she was conceived in April after our trimester. And sure enough, our little girl was born in January and was conceived in April. And when I wrote it, I... I just wrote it out thinking like, okay, I'm going to be optimistic. Let me just set a date. Let me just pick some random date. I really, I don't even know what was significant about April or anything like that, but I wrote it. I've kind of forgot about it because my focus was just like, okay, what do I need to do to be my most fertile self? That was really what my goal was. I just fully surrendered to the outcome. I let go completely and I knew it was going to happen for me very, very soon. And I just did my part to take those aligned actions and ensure that my mind, my body, my soul were ready to carry that precious life inside of me. 
So again, those three to four months that led up to this point, they were far from perfect, right? Um, Yes, I was doing a lot, but I think it was less about what I was doing and who I was being. I was being myself. I was being joyful. I was being feminine. I was just being who my soul truly is, my authentic self, my my most fertile self. It, it felt really, really good and really different. I didn't have months and months of perfect cycles before I got pregnant, right? It was this one cycle where my luteal phase increased. And I definitely did not eat perfectly. I mean, I mentioned the cupcakes that we ate and things like that. So I treated myself. Um, you know, I'm sure we had fast food a couple of times. We absolutely were not perfect. There were times where I felt stressed, but I bounced back quickly and I leaned into the different rituals and the foundations that I had in place. And I think all in all, I just, I leaned into and embraced the magic of my femininity and my soul's essence. I know it probably sounds crazy and it sounds a little crazy as I speak out loud about this, but all of these, these four months just felt different in my soul and I think this is what it feels like to tap into your innate fertility, that creative energy and life force that's inside of you. I think our conception journey was beyond just the physical aspect of an egg and a sperm coming together, right? I think it was more about purpose and alignment and pleasure and just these souls uniting and coming together to fulfill our destiny to become a family of three. This is the kind of feeling too that I want every woman who desires to be a mother to feel. Ultimately, this is why I became a fertility coach too, because I want to help you have your own magical conception story. It's absolutely possible for you and I want to help you get there. I I really hope that this story resonated with you. And if it did, I hope you'll reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email. It's hello at blossomingfertility.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram too, at blossomingfertility. Just shoot me a message. But again, I I want this for you too. I, I don't know. I can't describe it other than it being just magical. I, I felt like this period, this time, this conception journey, this story was just truly magical. I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the work that I did up until this point. And I'm grateful that I trusted myself, trusted my body to know that it was meant for me and meant to happen. So thank you again for being here, for listening to this story. I will definitely be back again soon because I do want to share more details about my pregnancy and then our birth too. So stay tuned and make sure you actually subscribe to the podcast too. That way you don't miss out on anything. So, all right. Well, take care, my friend. I will talk to you soon. All right, friend, that's it for today. It was great catching up with you, though, and I can't wait to do it again next week. Can I just say, I really appreciate you being here, and it means so much that you took time out of your day to listen in. So what'd you think of the episode? Let me know if you enjoyed it by leaving a rating and review. It'll just take a second, and this simple act of generosity helps more women discover the podcast so they can feel supported on their fertility journey as well. Thank you for being so kind and paying it forward. Oh yeah, and by the way, If you're looking to connect with other women who are trying to get pregnant, then I've got just the place for you. 
consider this your personal invitation to join the Fertility Friends community. It's a safe and supportive space to connect that's off of social media, and it's totally free. Head on over to blossomingfertility.com slash friends to join. I can't wait to welcome you inside. Take care, my friend.